Today on Unleashedcast, I talk to Nikki Patamore. She is Chief People Officer at City and Guilds. Uh, we talk about some recent research into young people's aspirations for their careers, their jobs, their working life. Spoiler alert, it's not all rosy, but there is hope and things do seem to be trending in the right direction, at least in certain elements of the research. But it's a very important conversation about the next generation of workers, the future of HR, the future of business. So it's great to talk to Nikki and see her perspective on the young people of today and what they think of their career prospects. Tell us a bit about the scope of the data uh, for this research, the gender split, cultural, any relevant demographic information before we get started. Yeah, so we're talking about our youth misspent research report that we we've conducted that with opinion research um they did their field work um between the 18th of october and 2nd of november 2022 so it's quite a up-to-date data source it was done with a nationally representative sample of 5006 uk-based adults between the ages of 18 to 24 um, there was a pretty good diverse split, uh, equal percentage of young men and women, for example. Okay, now we've got kind of a handle on the scope of this. It's clearly a very representative cohort of, of younger workers or people going into the workplace. So according to research, 30% of young people don't think they will ever achieve their career ambitions. This is obviously quite shocking. Uh, aside from a renewed focus on skills, you know, years in industry, vocational training, this kind of thing. Would it not be helpful to underline that very few people don't know what they want to do at a young age? I mean, me, for example, um, just as as one very, you know, some anecdotal evidence, I didn't get into doing what I'm doing now to the age of 30. Some people know from a very, very young age. But how does this 30% figure compare with uh, previous cohorts? Um, I, I think you've made some really good points there, actually, John. Um, a lot of young people don't know what they want to do at a young age. And I think that is always has been and continues to be actually at the crux of um, young people's problems. And I think actually one, well, a couple of things. I think there is a problem in our education system. I think there's always been a gap between those subjects that we're typically taught that we take our GCSEs and A-levels in versus the reality of the world of work. And the world of work is skills-based. And you could argue that are you really getting all the skills you need from the workplace in those typical subjects? So I think I think there's a gap there. And I actually think that is widening, especially coming out of the pandemic and the skills, skills and labour shortages. I also think there's a, a gap um, always been there. Um, still, I suspect there. A lot of teachers haven't been in the world of work. And I don't think there's enough work experience or other opportunities coming into that education system so I think it's quite hard and harder and harder um, for young people to know what those jobs, what those careers, what those opportunities are. And I think we need better careers support and guidance, more awareness and raising of different educational op options and career paths, um, because it's just not up to scratch and is completely underinvested in. 
Unfortunately, we haven't got data from previous cohorts on aspirations that we can compare to, um, but our 30% figure will provide a good benchmark for the future. And in our great expectations research in 2015, we found that 14 to 16 year olds had a very narrow view of careers they were selecting for their preferred future jobs. So almost that aspirations piece is perhaps being done on a very narrow set of opportunities that young people are aware of. It does seem like a, well, a, a concerning figure. And unfortunately, my next question isn't um, going to, it's, it's going to dive into a kind of another area which is concerning and something that on here at Unleash we've talked about from different angles, um, mm. which is the gender discrepancy. I was very surprised to see that young men are twice as likely to be young carers, I, I guess, availing parents, presumably, not necessarily, but um, that would be my first guess. Um, twice as likely uh, to be young carers than young women, but then become twice as likely uh, to exceed the national average wage than women. So clearly there's a point at which uh, women are being let down. Why is this? If you could, you know, it's a rather large question, but um, why do you think this is and how can both private public sector and the government uh, stem this decline? Yeah, I think young men are more likely to face hardships earlier in their lives. And that data did come out in our youth misspent report um, compared to their female counterparts. Um, and are probably young men are also more likely to have achieved a lower level of education than young women. But as you say, they still outplace women in the workplace, being more than twice as likely to be earning more than above the national salary. And I think your point about at what point are women being let down and why is this? We still live in a world with gender stereotypes and industry preferences are still rooted very early on in the career aspirations of young people. I was reading a report called Drawing the Future that was done in January 18. And it was um, really stark that even at the age of seven or eight, um, children are pretty clear on a career path and you see those gender stereotypes. So I think we're talking here about societal norms. Um, we're talking about sort of pressure and I guess views of family, friends and teachers. And again, I think it comes back in part to that careers advice. If stereotypes are being baked in from an early age, we we need our education system to to do a better job, I think, of showing opportunity and, and inspiring that aspiration in young people and helping young people realise that increasingly your gender is not a barrier to the job you can do. And actually, most jobs can be done by anyone of any gender. So I think it comes back to what we're we're taught how we're taught and that education system and clearly from other data points the younger we do that the better yeah agreed very much so i'm going to revert again back to my own experience hopefully i'm not the only one but um a lot of the skills that i've learned having despite having been to university it not going so well let's say um but the a lot of the experience that i've gained in the work that i've done has been through work experience and placements and internships and things like that. Um, so I'm a personally a very uh, strong advocate of years in industry and yeah. bridging that gap in these different ways and also yeah. not relying on university as the only route into work, certainly. Another stat from your research is that 43% of young people believe their education hasn't equipped them to get the job they want. So from that, digging into that, were there particular skills gaps that stood out? Are there any that are particularly in high demand? And 
in the immediate term, I, I guess we're talking the next, say, year or couple of um, education cycles into university or out of university even, um, what can young people do to bridge that gap for themselves? Yeah, and I think what you were talking to, I would definitely agree with John. And there again, there's some interesting statistics about and looking at the population of young people 16 to 24 that are working. That has actually started coming back up from 2014. So Back in about 2005, I think it was, it was at about 43%. It dropped in 2014, but has started coming back up again now. And I think there are very big discrepancies between where young people want to work and the skills needed for that versus what jobs are going to be available. Um, again, there's, there's loads of examples in our youth misspent report, but just to give a couple of examples, 15% of people want to work in arts, entertainment and recreation, but there's only 2% of jobs available. 8% want to work in financial and insurance industries. Again, only 3% of jobs available. So there is a huge gap between some of the industries that young people want to work in versus jobs that are going to be available. And then on the flip, there's somewhere actually there's a lot of demand um, but not many people want to work there. And they're typically some of the more skills-based jobs. So wholesale, retail and trade, 3% want to work there, but there's going to be 14% available. 2% want to work in manufacturing, but 8% of availability. So again, I think it comes back to much better schools giving advice on what the career paths, what the opportunities are and and taking more of a skills-based view perhaps into education. And I think the other thing that's really needed, and you I think we're we're very much touching on it, where we I think we need employers to get far more connected into schools, into education, and be providing opportunities even from a much younger age. So, you know, when you're at that 12 to 15 and starting to think about what the careers might be and some of the choices you're going to make in education and to help young people realise that you don't just have to do that GCSE A-level university path and there are other routes to work that can give you prosperous careers and development. I mean, ever since I've been involved with HR and L&D Publishing, which is getting on for 15 years, maybe maybe almost 20 years, I've always heard about the skills gap. The skills gap has always been a thing uh, that, that people have talked about. So for me, it feels like maybe something that will never get solved. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It just means, I just mean that it's something that will always be there and we have to work out how to bridge it every single, you know, re reassess how, how best to bridge it um, across different educational year groups. I'm wondering if, uh, to your point about private employers getting more involved in the education sector, do you see that that's got better it feels to me like it's got better people have started to understand that this is what you need to do there are more years in industry it's not perfect of course but do you, do you think there's improvement been made there say in the last decade i think there has been and actually i think covid i hope has helped the skills education and schools recognize learning can have a broader sense than that previous narrow you've got to physically be in the classroom 
So when our when our children were at home, um, perhaps parents were getting a bit more involved in education than we do normally when our kids are in the classroom. Um, and I think there's a lot of innovation coming into the space. So I think education is more likely to be disrupted now, perhaps, than ever before. And I think one of the upsides of the pandemic might make us more open to that. I was actually reading about um, the Federation of Awarding Bodies here in the UK, FAB. Um, there's a brilliant report they've written, Gen Z and the Future of Learning in the Metaverse. Um, that gave me great hope. And actually, even just reading the first couple of pages of the introduction, they're calling for a bit of a revolution, really, and thinking that actually what's really going to help education is the sort of the startups and, and people um, in, in business, recognising the growth and opportunity in education. So I'm probably more hopeful now than I've, I've ever been that, yeah, I think what you're calling for could happen. Good, great stuff. I mean, the, um, the report is it's a real eye opener and there are some shocking statistics. I've used that word shocking too many times, but um, if we don't tackle these and understand them kind of head on, then uh, there's not going to be any improvement. So. Um, Anyway, Nikki, thank you so much um, for your time today talking to Unleashcast. Pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening to Unleashcast today. If you made it this far, then there's a very special offer just for you. That's a discount on the entry price to our upcoming show, Unleash America, taking place at Caesars Forum on April 26th, 27th, 2023. When you get to checkout, type in the code POD10, that's POD10, and receive a 10% discount on the ticket price. There's amazing speakers at Unleash America this year. We've got Estee Lauder, we've got Coca-Cola, we've got McDonald's, Elliot Maisie speaking, Visa Card, a collection of some of the best thought leaders in the entire world, all coming together in one place at Caesars Forum for Unleash America this April. So, that code again, when you go to checkout, type in POD10 to receive 10% discount on the ticket price. Don't miss out, we'll see you in Vegas.